0: This is your host Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's show, we're going to be talking to Panagiota Panagiotaki, and we're going to be talking to her about. She's a cognitive psychologist. She's a success coach and author. She's won some French scientific awards and Marie Curie European fellowships for her research, and she's participated in several European and international conferences. Um, and co-authored many scientific publications. And we're going to talk to her today about personal boundaries and how they can determine your success. So welcome, Panagiotta.
1: Thank you very much, Kirsten, for this invitation. It's nice to talk with you.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So as you know, our audience really consists of Uh, women in business, whatever that means, right? Whether they're the woman of the business of their household or their companies in in executive positions, CEOs, et cetera. And I really found this interesting talking and learning a little bit more about how personal boundaries can you know, really kind of determine your outcomes, right? Um, So why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background and how you kind of came to this understanding uh, of how personal boundaries sort of affects one's success?
1: Well, like you said I studied psychology uh, first in Greece and then in France and uh, I specialized in the cognitive psychology neuropsychology and neuroscience there in Paris and uh, then I returned back to Greece and um, started my own practice uh, in the beginning uh, with uh, mainly focusing on cognitive uh, counseling and uh, later t- transitioned to success coaching and through this work, uh, the clinical and the practice work over more than 12 years now, I realized that uh, the main issues people had, even the pathological issues, the cognitive disorder issues, or, or also the problems they had with their goals, uh, they were created uh, through uh, passive um, low uh low personal boundaries so once they started uh, realizing that each uh, individual has to create uh, uh, her own per- personal boundaries and they started using this idea and building their own boundaries they show they they observed the witness a great transformation into their lives the transformation actually they desired Uh, What they wanted to happen, to uh, be more independent, to have less conflicts, to feel more respected, more accepted and more loved, actually occurred when they began to have empowered personal boundaries. Though sometimes this can feel counterintuitive for some people. They feel that in order to be respected or loved, you have to have uh, lower fences. But it's actually the other way around.
0: Yes, 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 I can see that, okay, so, so meaning like you have to accept more of other people 's crap or whatever you 're not accepting in order them, to be yeah. loved and accepted, that makes a lot of sense right that that makes a lot of sense. I see how you 're saying, okay, okay, and yeah, and as we know, I mean you know for for most of us that go out there, especially women in business, right, um, it really comes from a place of internally first if you if you are too concerned about especially working in a man 's world right i mean. Um, if you're too concerned about all that's going on outside of you before you first set who you are and how you want to be out in that universe, you get, you get trampled on, (laughs) you get trampled on. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. If you could, if you could describe for us, um, you know, give us some examples of personal boundaries when we're talking about, you know, our thought process, right. We all know what our physical personal boundaries could be. Right. But what about what happens here cognitively?
1: So, uh, actually, I uh, distinguish uh, three types of personal boundaries, and generally we do that, we tend to do this distinction, Uh, physical, as you said, uh, emotional, and mental ones, or you can call them government if you like. Um, So the physical boundaries, you understand, uh, many women actually realize how physical boundaries have to be protected. Thankfully, we have this discussion in action, but uh, mental, uh, uh, especially in the uh, enterprise business world, mental um, boundaries. For example, uh, if someone is uh, trying to uh, to be uh, the boss of your own mind, of your own opinion, so. Uh, if somebody is uh, in a meeting, in a business meeting, my, many times, uh, sometimes uh, uh, w- women are not allowed to express freely their own, ma- their own opinion or sometimes it is, uh, count, we have calculated, we have measured that we let women speak less than men. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you've seen, of course, uh, one of the Sex and the City movies. Yes, yes. with the hand movement of a boss uh, to one of the protagonists. This is uh, the violation of uh, mental uh, boundaries, an example. Or another one is that a woman has an idea and uh, she says that that's my own campaign, for example, and I want to pursue it. She has the initial idea, but they say, no, somebody else is going to run it, probably, preferably a male, because... um, he is going to defend it better or support better yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: so this is a violation of personal mental personal boundaries and emotional uh, boundaries which also it's something that happens a lot to women is for example if a woman is frustrated she naturally and healthily cries sometimes or feels frustrated thank god thank god for that because that protects her from strokes and heart attacks so I wish, even if men could do that, that would be awesome. It's it's good for health. And sometimes people say, oh, stop crying. Oh, why do you cry now? Because I want to you know well, we, we grew so, up doing that though we grew up doing that to each other too if if you're not in the right environment you tell your kids oh stop but, crying I'm, I'm be- sorry but I want to cry right now right? the fact the fact I want to sneeze is accepted <laughs> but not to cry <laughs> well since it is embedded in my hardware and my software and the brain that means there is a reason for it right so it right. let me have it so this is a violation of our mental and our uh, our emotional um, boundaries, personal boundaries. Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And many, many, many other examples as, like this one.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so tell me some things that maybe we can do to, one, understand where we even stand in our, in our personal, you know, mental and emotional boundaries. Because, you know, we go through life so subconsciously, so not consciously, that I'm sure we've created a lot of boundaries that we don't even know we created and at what level, right? So how do we kind of identify where we are, or at least where we're trying to be? Like, where do we want to be? How do we know where we want to go? How do we know what's going to be acceptable to ourselves,
1: right? That's a great question. Well, uh, first thing we have to do is actually to introspect and to realize if uh, we're at this moment, if we're satisfied with our life, and if, uh, let's make an account, uh, a review of our goals and let's uh, see if we are where we want to be. And if uh, we are in the process of creating some of the goals we desire. And by goals, I mean the, the, the goals that we our inner self desires not because uh, this is accepted by the society to have children and be very rich and buy this x or z car i mean the things actually a person uh, wants to have so uh, we make this introspection we make this uh, control with ourselves and if we see that something is not going well or for example uh, a client of mine when we started she said Gee, I try, I try, I try. I try so hard, and finally, I find I find myself not able to succeed. I always fail. And when we worked, she realized that she failed because she was not putting, setting her personal boundaries high. So actually, she was losing a lot of energy, uh, running errands for other people, or losing energy because other people. Uh, uh, were al- allowed the, the others to trigger her anger, her frustration, right. her mm-hmm. sadness. So that's a total loss of creative energy. Yeah. So when you have your personal boundaries high, the thing is that you probably have, if somebody tries to uh, violate them for a while, a few minutes or let's say a day, you're going to have uh, some friction a conflict, okay? But your inner self is going to take the message and you want your inner self to be your partner. And uh, it's going to take the message that you are there and you support your inner self. You're his body or her body. And uh, you will do anything for it. So the inner self will give all the boost, all the energy to proceed to the next goal, to do whatever uh, you want. But if your inner self realizes that you are uh you have loosened your personal boundaries and you let people go and do whatever they want into your uh space your own uh, mental emotional or physical space then you're losing a lot of energy you're totally demotivated because the inner self is totally demotivated and doesn't want to collaborate with you so you need to protect this collaboration this synergistic uh existence with your inner self it's very very important It's the only person following you in the entirety of your life. And you don't want to lose that. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: let me ask, you know, because obviously we're in interesting times. Uh, You know, I'm so tired of hearing about COVID, but let's just bring it into reality. COVID's still here. COVID's still going on. You know, a lot of people are, um, and not everybody, you know, Some people can still go to work. Some people are still having their regular routines. But for those of us who are kind of stuck at home, maybe with our spouses, significant others, children, whatever, and we find ourselves, I mean, like, let's take communication and other things out of the picture, right? Um, But we find ourselves having difficulty. We know for a fact we're going to come out of this. We're going to have a lot of depression. You know, I live in a city where a lot of people are single, live in their single apartment because our society goes out to meet, right? And so, so now they're stuck at home with no pet, no nothing, right? Like nothing. And so we're going to see a lot of depression, but what about those of us who, who do have people in our homes? And it's really, it's really getting like strenuous, right? And we're talking divorces. We're talking, we might never talk again kind of situations, right? Like what can we do there in order to, you know, work this idea of personal boundaries into this scenario to help us improve even our relationships, or at least where we stand with ourselves in these moments.
1: This is a very delicate matter. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm hearing the news, and you were challenged a lot in New York. Yes. Okay. I'm in Athens, in Greece. It was, uh, we had a much better condition. We are in the uh, phase after the lockdown right now, okay. and uh, good weather also keeps the spirits high for the moment. Yeah. And uh, but there you had a great challenge. You are a very, very big city, uh, very much urbanized, and uh, different conditions of life. So uh, it is a great challenge, and then you you need to have people that they are conscious and self-aware so, That means uh, we have to start back from the beginning. That means a good education. And uh, by education, I don't mean only schooling and performance in academia. I mean, the the way we learn to teach people with uh, social skills and self-awareness, not not to be um, uh, self-conscious, but self-aware. And uh, usually we do the other way around. And, uh, But in the practical um, issue of the COVID, um, actually, uh, I was suggesting to my community through uh, Zoom meetings I had and uh, Facebook Lives uh, during the COVID phase in Greece to, uh, if they were living together with other people, to uh, uh, define some personal space inside the house. And say that this is my personal space or my personal hour, and uh, they had to agree with each other that they have to respect this personal time and personal space, and try to do something uh, as a mutual understanding in order to uh, keep each other uh, calm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you were during the COVID, you were feeling uh, a, a worry. Yeah, what is going to happen? Uh, when this is going to end, how things are going to turn out. So people sometimes need to stay uh, on their own and, um, you know, poise and feel their own thoughts and their own emotions in order to regulate them. And then they should also define common hours, and say this is a common hour and start doing some uh, activities like plain Scrabble, or, you know, cooking together or uh, having a reading uh, club. Let's read this book and let's discuss about, you know, the old traditional things, that they're so nice and that they keep people together.
0: Yeah. I laughed a little bit when you talked about defining space because I have an 11-year-old and I told her, that if she's that mad or if she needs to get away, just go to your room. Like like I'm not coming in your room. That's your space. <laughs> I think that was life saving for us. Like
1: just retreat to your room and take a moment. Like you're freaking. It's out. really important to teach that to children. Uh, lately in Greece, for example, there is a tendency. Uh, I don't know why, but the parents started being uh, freaking. They they won't. Actually, what affects them that uh, they learn to be uh, constantly busy because this is a model uh, produced uh, in the news, uh, in the mass media and everything. They uh, transfer that as a model to the kids, and they are in the frenzy when kids are bored. But actually, you have to let kids being bored yep. every day from, for a while in order to teach them how to self-regulate and how to deal with boredom and start being creative on, the, on their own. It's healthy. Right. So yes, there is a me time for everyone and the kids should know that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's a blessing.
0: Well, I think everyone thought I was crazy until I think the New York Times came out with an article I knew from my own perspective, and my daughter may have inherited this, but I knew that if I watch TV, my brain just isn't one of those brains that can sit and watch TV for too long, that I would literally, even if I turned it off, I would actually feel, like physically feel depressiveness in my skull, like a heavy weight in my brain. And I told my mom, and like, you know, as a kid, I just never watched TV. She thought, oh, you're so weird, Kirsten. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I noticed in my daughter that if I let her, watch just passively, whether it's YouTube or TV or whatever, that when she got off, she'd be very emotional. It was like her emotions were heightened. And I was like, no, you got that from me. I'm like, something's wrong with us. Like we can't be these TV zombies. Like it'll make us sad. And It's interesting because finally, I think like the New York times, maybe five or six years ago, came out with some article about how that actually triggers like something in people. certain, like not a large percentage of us, but a small percentage of us for some reason, if we're, if we're too passive and watching TV, even if it's a good, funny movie or something for watching too much of it, like it just puts ourselves in this weird brain state. And it's literally like depression. It feels like this heavy depression. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, it's electromagnetic energy. So this, uh, the TV. So uh, uh, it's uh, imagine yourself being uh, in front of a huge electromagnetic energy and letting it uh, trigger your brain and your brain waves. It's uh-huh. it's actually cooking your brain. Okay. So uh, staying uh, and you can you can see that and you can if you see. For example, from example, here from my balcony, uh, I can see outside. And sometimes you can see the reflection of the television from another apartment. Right. And you, can see, you cannot see actually the television, especially in the night, but you can see the flickering from the light. Uh-huh. And if you just observe that, you start having a headache. That's interesting. Yeah. While you're uh, uh, the person, the spectator watches the TV, you do not understand it. You, could, you cannot uh, notice that. But if you're the observer of the whole set of uh, the observer and the TV, and you see all this flickering, you find it super annoying, especially in action movies, that this is constant with the noise, so there you can understand how difficult this is for the brain. And that's uh, what we say it triggers a lot of, uh, hyper- of hyperactivity, yeah. and we should avoid that. And that's why lots of children are hyperactive, because it's not that they're not born like this, and ADHD is not uh, something that um, you, you are born with most of the times, actually. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. that you're, you're grown in a society that uh, forces you to have it, to acquire it. Right. right, right, right. It's not your natural state.
0: Right, absolutely, absolutely. Well, awesome. Listen, why don't you tell our audience before we have to leave here? Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about where they can find you? Um, you know, some of the things that you might offer, and we'll put that down in the description as well. But just where they can find you if they want to, you know,
1: reach out or learn more about what you're doing here. You mentioned Facebook Live, so. Great. Uh, they can uh, find me uh, uh, on my Facebook account. So it's my name. Oh, okay, my name is Greek, so uh, it's pronounced Panayota Panayotaki. So okay, and last name first name similar. Sorry, and uh, it's written Panayota Panayotaki. So I think you're going to give them uh, this information. They can find me there, and they can find me on my uh, Facebook page, uh, Happy and Successful Minds and they can write uh, uh, an email to me and uh, I would uh, invite them to, uh, if they have, the, uh, write me an email and have uh, a free coaching session with me and uh, let's work together, to find out if they have a healthy personal boundaries or if uh, their personal boundaries need uh, a little bit of boost in order to succeed their goals because if you don't have uh, the healthy personal boundaries you desire and you don't um, acclaim uh, your nose, then you will not have the yes life you want.
0: Oh, I like that. So, I like that. This yeah. is very important. Claim your nose so you can have the yes life you want. I like it. Yeah. Like it. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for being with us and I
1: look forward to it's further the conversations. It's been a pleasure. All right. It's been, been a pleasure and I hope the best in New York uh, and you and the your podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CSThrive or on Instagram at thrivetribe3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pie. So it's, three, it's thrive underscore tribe underscore 3.14159. Um, Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there. But if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me.